It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
show. And this is live, and this is, a, this is not a podcast. It's a live internet radio show. I have uh, over 600 podcasts, I, I think, and they're all great. They're all great. And it's a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. Wow, the sun just went down, just like that. It was up, it went down. It's cold here in the city of Chicago. It's it was pretty nice uh, a day or so ago. Yeah, but now it's back down to the deep freeze. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. And thanks for listening and thanks for telling people about the show. Thanks for enjoying the show. Um, I, I guess everybody has heard in the world, if you haven't heard what happened in New Zealand, then you must be under a rock or something or you just don't care uh, about uh, 49 people who were gunned down, 49 Muslims who were gunned down in a mosque. Wow, this is... Um, this is it's, it's just the killing, uh, um, the violence, the hatred. It just has reached has reached an all time high, and it's not over yet. Um, around one in five hundred New Zealand Muslims killed or hurt in mosque shootings. Muslim, Muslims are the fast growing group in New England. New Zealand, I'm sorry. Uh, their numbers increasing by almost 28% from 2006 to 2013. Muslims are all over the place in New, uh, New Zealand. What a convenient place to go and kill Muslims. I'm pretty sure this is what the shooters and the murderers and the violent people are thinking. You know, this is just a tragedy, what happened. Racism, uh, has no place in our society. However, there are so many people who are, are are not ashamed to be racist. They're not ashamed to hate. They're not ashamed to want to kill people who do not look like them. No other reason. It's just that the people do not look like them. White supremacists, white nationalists. Uh, we have a president who has stated that he is a white nationalist that he doesn't see anything wrong with being a white supremacist. It's only a small group of people. It's more than just a small group of people. Trump dismissed it in in so many subtle ways. He's dismissed it because this is what he wants. He wants to scare people, especially his um, critics. This is just sad, all these people dying for no reason at all, all because they're Muslims. I mean, the Trump administration, the Trump people, the Trump supporters, Trump, uh, um, Trump said, go out and kill people, go out and kill his critics, go out and kill people of color, go out and kill Muslims. They do it. You know, I mean, Trump encourages violence and his and his supporters carry it out, carry it out. His supporters carry out. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the Muslims killed. In, in this mosque shooting in New in New Zealand, uh, this is Trump's hatred has international implications around the world. This is just crazy. This guy needs to he needs to go. He he needs to go. I mean, a lot of us can't say that any plainer any plainer now, but this guy needs to needs to really go. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. An alleged white supremacist shooter killed at least 49 people at two mosques 
in Christchurch, New Zealand, during uh, midday prayers on Friday, when Muslims traditionally gather for service. Wow. At least 48 additional people have been treated at local at a local hospital, according to health officials. Hatred has no bounds. We have to get rid of the hate in our White House. That's where it starts. The hatred in our White House. The number of dead and wounded victims represent approximately one in every 500 Muslims in the entire country according to the most recent census in 2018. Muslims are also a fast-growing group in New Zealand. The Muslims in New Zealand come from all over the world. About 26% were born in New Zealand, 21% in the Pacific Islands, 27% in Asia, and 23% in the Middle East and Africa, according to the census. I'm not making this up, folks. This is this is a researched material. Many of those who have been directly affected by this shooting may be migrants to New Zealand. They may even be refugees. They they have chosen to make New Zealand their home, and it is their home. They are us, people who has per- per- perpetuated this violence against Muslims. They have no place in New Zealand. Wow. And Trump sits up there, folds his arm, and dismisses, in some ways dismisses the violence in New Zealand. Because this guy mentioned Trump. Trump's name was mentioned. And it's a shame that Trump gets away. Trump should be locked up for murder. He has blood on his hands two or three times over. And this is just the latest amount of blood that he has on his hand because he encourages his supporters to commit violence. And they do it. We know they do it. Not just on his critics. They do it to people of color, Muslims, Anybody who doesn't like them doesn't matter. Black people, African Americans, Africans, uh, uh, Muslims, and everyone else who doesn't look white. This is very sad. I feel I feel somber somehow on this show because of what's just taken place and what and how this man is being allowed to get away with all of this. To get away with all of this. Everybody in the world knows that this shooter in in New Zealand of this mosque killing 49 people, everybody knows that he is an admitted Trump supporter. And Trump is just as proud as hell of his supporters when they go around killing people because he thinks that's going to scare the hell out of the rest of us. I'd rather die on my feet than keep living on my knees. That's a quote from a, a song by the late James Brown of 1968 called Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Thinks he's trying to scare us with this. Wow. 
As I've said yesterday on the show, if Robert Mueller's report is going to come out soon, and Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, is the only Republican I can I see in the Senate who has or is blocking the Mueller report from being seen by the American people. He's an asshole, and I hope Mueller has some contingencies, contingencies in case the Republicans in the Senate want to uh, suppress the report from the American people. Now, what the hell is he doing trying to hide information from us? Only thing Lindsey Graham is telling us is that he's a Trump ass kisser. The only thing Lindsey Graham is telling us that he's a Nazi, he's bought off by Russia. And he's also telling us he is a crook and a traitor to America. Folks, we're going to take this country back. These, the Republicans have brought, in, brought this country to its knees, and they do not care. They do not care. They have brought this country down so low we can barely look. We don't even recognize it anymore. We don't even recognize America anymore uh, with the Republicans in charge uh, of, of this. They are so, so... They're not able to govern. They don't know how to lead, and they don't care. They're cheaters. They're liars. They're thugs. They're traitors to the country, and they don't care that we know. They're going to keep on being the assholes that they are. They don't care. They don't really care. All right, the George Water Jr. Show is on the air. We're going to be right back, folks. I'm going to try and get my thing together here because after this uh, this mass shooting in New Zealand, a terrorist attack, they're calling it, and it is terrorist. We have a terrorist in the White House, and he gives his followers um, orders from the White House, and they carry out. Uh, and it's sad. It, it is sad. And then they keep this guy in office, and they don't want to impeach him for whatever reason. We'll be right back.
All right, Donald Trump. I'm quoting Donald Trump here. He said he said earlier today, I believe it was today, I don't really see a rise in white nationalism. This is what he said. I don't really see a rise in white nationalism. A few months ago at one of his rallies, he admitted to be a white nationalist. He admitted it. But yet he doesn't see a, 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 a rise in white nationalism. There's a rise in white nationalism. There's a rise in white supremacy. There's a rise in just all-out racism in America and around the world because of Donald Trump himself. And a white nationalist is a suspect in the New Zealand mosque attack that left dozens of people dead. He was a white nationalist. He was what Trump was, is, what he, Trump is, hopefully was, uh, you know, uh, once he leaves the White House or, or whatever. Donald Trump is saying, has said, I don't really see a rise in white nationalism. You don't see a rise in anything that he's the culprit of. President Donald Trump's nationalism is a growing problem. In a press conference after he vetoed Congress' attempt to end his national uh, emergency border wall funding, Um, Trump has asked various questions, was asked various questions in relation to the mass shootings in two mosques in New Zealand on Friday, according to a report. Okay, it was a report. And I'm quoting Donald Trump. I don't really, I don't really, Trump responded. I think it's a small group of people that have very, very serious problems. (laughs) <laughs> like he does, you know. So the president also said he had not seen a manifesto reported written by the alleged shooter who appears to uh, be an avowed white nationalist bent on killing Muslims and immigrants. None of us have seen it, but we've heard about it. I'm pretty sure he's heard it. But it doesn't matter what Trump thinks. It doesn't matter what Trump says. Because he lies through his teeth. He lies through his teeth. I don't know why the media keeps reporting what he's saying because he can say one thing one minute and say another thing the, the next second. So I don't listen to what Donald Trump says. It's about what Donald Trump does. One of, one of the things we know he do, does, is he encourages his followers and supporters supporters to commit violence on people. The other day, he threatened violence against the American people. I'm hurting. He tweeted it, and then he took the tweet down. But it's too late. We've already seen it. We've already read it. Millions of people have already talked about it, that he's threatened the American people, his critics. He he threatened Democrats with violence if they don't, you know, say nice things about it in the press. And on Facebook, other social media, he threatened. And I was saying yesterday on the show, why is all all of these threats coming from Donald Trump to harm the American people? This guy should be locked up. Where is the um, Secret Service locking him up for threatening, threatening the American people? I mean, if you threaten Donald Trump, if you threaten the president out in open, out in the open, uh, Secret Service would be knocking on your door. 
But when Donald Trump threatened somebody, nothing. He threatened every citizen of the United States who is critical of him, who is a Repub- who is a Democrat or or on the left, progressive. That was a threat. But majority of Donald Trump's threats never see the light of day. It's just talk. He's just talking out of his butt. But basically, it it was a threat. Wow. This this is, uh, I think, one of the ways we're going to make America great again is getting rid of Donald Trump. He doesn't like people to say bad things about him. He wants everybody to respect him. People are not calling him a dictator. Donald Trump is not a dictator. Stop calling him that. When you call him a dictator, that's stealing his oats. He's not a dictator. As long as we have the Democrats in in the House of Representatives, he is not a dictator. But since the uh, midterms of uh, 2018, he seemed like he has gotten more ridiculous, more ridiculous than than ever, because he felt that his power is is uh, being threatened. He's going to be checked. He's going to. He's not going to be allowed to do this or do that. So he's going to go around Congress for money. He's going to try to use executive orders for money. You know, like the Republicans are saying, I mean, if Donald Trump get money for uh, for declaring an emergency, what's, what can stop any other president who wants to do that? They can say, go back and say, well, Donald Trump did it. You know, so it, it's just a bad day in America. It's a bad time. Uh, hatred and, and terrorism is flowing through the veins of Americans, uh, of America, sorry. Uh, through the uh, White House, you know, Donald Trump uh, tells his supporters to uh, uh, commit violence. They uh, uh, do it. But I just know Americans aren't afraid when they criticize Donald Trump. They're not afraid of one of his supporters, you know, because in a time like this where you have Donald Trump and he can tell his supporters at any time to do this or do that and they'll do it. Uh, you walk out of the house, you know, you get <laughs> mobbed by Donald Trump supporters screaming and yelling at you. You know, that, that's why I and a lot of other Americans, especially African-Americans, when we when we leave out of the house, this is a bad thing to say. But when we need leave out of the house, we do not go without taking some protection. Because this is the time uh, to protect yourself, to protect your family, to to protect protect the roof of roof over your head from the crazy Donald Trump supporters, the people who he are uh, uh, telling to go out there and kill and kill and hurt people because they don't like him or they are not white like he is. Can you believe it? America has a racist and a terrorist, a criminal, a traitor in the White House. That's hard to believe, even even though it's been two and two years or something, and he's still there, and he's worse than ever before. He's worse than ever before. People going to work every day, they don't realize 
or don't care what's going on in the country. They don't realize that either they don't care. But this is bad. This is really bad. Um, I'm going to be talking about this. And I'm so glad to be back on the air. You just don't know. It is beautiful in the city of Chicago. I hope it's great where you are, folks. And uh, keep those people in your prayers in New, New Zealand and other places where there is senseless violence because of Donald Trump's uh, instigation of it. Uh, I mean, he's going to be doing uh, – in a few months from now, Donald Trump is going to be doing more rallies, and we know what he's going to say. We know he's going to encourage and entice violence among those who do not vote for him. He's going to entice violence for the day he loses the election or goes to jail. He is going down, and he wants to take the rest of us. He wants to take America down with him. He's succeeding. He's he's succeeding in every way. And we just have to stop him. America has to grow. American people have to grow a pair, get out here, and throw this man out of the White House. But the American people, I do think they don't have the... um, Balls for the fight. I really do think so. And that's this is why Donald Trump is getting away with so much. But this is this is really, really bad.
Our next clip is brought to you in partnership with Squarespace. Bring your stories to life online with Squarespace through a website, blog, or portfolio. So easy, I can even use it. For 10% off, head over to squarespace.com TYT or use the promo code TYT. The New York Times has just published an op-ed, and this op-ed was written by an anonymous individual. However, this is actually a senior Trump official. Now, because of obvious reasons, uh, this senior Trump official has decided to not share his or her, most likely his, uh, identity because... Mm, okay. Okay. So look, this op-ed does not look good for Trump. And this is not a former no. Trump administration official. This is a current Trump senior official. And here is what he or she has to say. The dilemma, which he, meaning Trump, does not fully grasp, is that many of the senior officials in his own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. So that's an amazing admission right there. It's unprecedented. I've never seen anything like that where an administration official says, yes, I am inside the administration and working against the wishes of the president, oftentimes, not all times. He, he goes on to clarify, let's assume for, for now that it's a he, because that is the overwhelming majority of the people that work at the White House, that um, no, you have to understand something. There's a lot that I'm proud of that we did in this administration. Deregulation, tax cuts, you get the picture. Right, and, uh, and so they're definitely a Republican. No question, you can tell from the way they've written op-ed and how they brag about uh, free markets and, and all other things. But what they're saying is, you have to understand, we're not opposed to the president's agenda. Those of us who are inside, and it's not, he says, it's not just him, that there are many others inside the White House they're not opposed to the president's agenda at all. They're opposed to the president uh, being off the rails, as he describes it, and, and a danger to national security and basically our form of government. This, this confirms every single thing that we've been telling you on the Young Turks for the last two years. Now, you can choose not to believe anything you like, but New York Times isn't going to print this article and possibly ruin their reputation if this isn't a senior administration official. It most certainly is. This is a view from inside the White House, and it is frightening. The best way to summarize this is by going to one line that stood out to me the most in this entire op-ed, where this individual clearly stated, don't worry, there are adults in the room. Okay, so mm -hmm. let's get to the rest of this. Um, so early on in this op-ed, uh, the Trump administration official says, you know, that there are, of course, people trying to uh, go against or work against or mitigate his worst inclinations. And he says, I would know I'm one of them. So he's clear in saying that he is part of the resistance to Donald Trump within his own administration. To be clear, ours is not the popular resistance of the left. We want the administration to succeed and think many of its policies have already made America safer and more prosperous. Agree to disagree on that, but right. that's okay. Right, so he continues, the president continues to act in a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic. See, that's really important. And that's another thing that we've been emphasizing on this show. Hey, hey, people say, won't Mike Pence be worse than Donald Trump because he's actually competent and might get more Republican uh, agenda passed into law. No, that's not the point, guys. You're missing the point. That Donald Trump doesn't believe in democracy. Uh, and as this guy talks about, no, he's like in private too. He loves dictators. And he just, he would destroy our form of government and our republic in a heartbeat if he thought it was to his slight advantage, particularly financial advantage. 
So you're not getting the severity of the situation. That is why there's this unprecedented source within the White House going, he's a danger to the republic. We work with him every day. That is an unbelievable statement, danger to the republic. Because Donald Trump is now the president of the United States and does not believe in our form of government. So there were specifics noted in this op-ed, but one of the specifics that stood out to me personally was the utter disdain this particular person has for Trump's policies on trade. And that also solidified, in my opinion, the credibility of, of this person being in Trump's administration. We're talking about Republicans who traditionally have loved free trade, hate the idea of tariffs, and then Trump comes in and he decides, no, I'm gonna impose tariffs randomly and sporadically and do so in a weirdly retaliatory way. And Republicans have spoken out against it. Now, in this case, there are members of administra his administration who are lifelong Republicans, I would assume. And they see this, they see Trump's policies, and they're speaking out against it. And this op-ed is no exception. But I, look, I want to be clear about something. Because that example has two different directions, right? On the one hand, you clearly the guy is a, see that the guy is clearly conservative, Republican, etc. On the other hand, if all of this was just about, hey, I don't like Donald Trump's proposals on free trade, then I'd say this guy is a traitor. I mean, that's a strong language, but and I don't mean to the country, but I would say, yeah, okay, you disagree with the president. You're not allowed to undermine him. Right. Get the hell out of the White House. I don't want him arrested or anything, but I don't care if Donald Trump is the most conservative or the most right-wing guy in the country. If you just don't like his policies, then don't work with him. I need you to understand, and his example is clarified, it is not about that. It's not about policy. The guy is mentally unstable. He invokes the 25th Amendment, something we've been telling you about on the show all the time. I said it so many times, it's not about impeachment as much as it is about the 25th Amendment. The president is deeply unstable. And uh, to give you an example of how unstable this person thinks Trump is, uh, he writes, the root of the problem is the president's amorality. Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision making. So, you know, the, his morality is called into question, which is unsurprising for us, but it is good to hear it from someone who works closely from, with him. Anyone who works with him, as he says throughout, knows he's unstable, immoral, uh, changes his mind all the time. So that reference to first principles is, as a politician, you are supposed to theoretically have principles. Now, I think that that's overrated. I don't think a lot of them have principles. I think their principle is who's signing my checks, mm -hmm. the donors, etc. Now, having said that, yes, but they pretend, at least pretend to have principles. Hey, I am for this and I'm against that. As he explains throughout the article here, he's like, no, no, he changes his mind on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. There is no guiding principles for Donald Trump. The only thing is what's in his childish, stupid head at that moment. That's why even when they undermine his policies, he doesn't even realize they're undermining his policies because he's stupid, too stupid to realize it. Right. So uh, he also writes, in addition to his mass marketing of the notion that the press is the enemy of the people, President Trump's impulses are generally anti-trade and anti-democratic. So the anti-trade part uh, that I was referring to earlier was in that excerpt. But, you know, the anti-democratic part is something that this person touched on throughout the op-ed, this, this worry about Trump's authoritarian nature, this worry about Trump having this affinity for authoritarian leaders throughout the world. He continues to talk about some of Trump's successes, but says that those successes didn't happen because of Trump. Those successes happened despite Trump, which I thought were some strong words. So he lists those 
successes by saying, you know, effective deregulation, historic tax reform, a more robust military and more. And then he says the successes have come despite, not because of, the president's leadership style, which is uh, adversarial, petty, and ineffective. So that's all the things, again, we've been telling you. You can see with your own eyes, he's clearly adversarial, and some people like that about him. But the question was, is that part of a strategy? And, and I told you for two straight years, any pundit on TV talking about, okay, but Donald Trump did this because of his strategy is that. I'm like, no, you don't know him at all. I ignore anything this person says, because they're still trying to pretend that Donald Trump is smart and has strategy. No, here is a senior administration official saying, there ain't no strategy, and he's wildly ineffective. He's just lashing about because he's unintelligent, a child, impetuous, and yes, your eyes are not deceiving you, ineffective. The only thing we ever get done is despite him, not because he had some sort of brilliant strategy. So there's more. Uh, he writes about what it's like to have meetings with Trump and how disastrous they are. Meetings with him veer off topic and off the rails. He engages in repetitive rants, which is unsurprising. And his impulsiveness results in half-baked, ill-informed, and occasionally reckless decisions that have to be walked back. So one thing that I want to just quickly point out, because we've talked about it yesterday, and I think it's definitely related to this op-ed that we're reading today. Bob Woodward's book is coming out soon. And uh, you know, multiple publications, including the Washington Post, got a, an early copy of it. They've reviewed it and reported, reported on some of the um, accusations against Trump, which, by the way, Woodward is a renowned journalist. He spoke to uh, current uh, administration officials, former administration officials. And uh, he's credible. And so now, all of a sudden, a day after the reporting happens on that book, you have a senior Trump official coming out and saying these things. And what it's really doing is reinforcing what Woodward has written about in his book. But more importantly, I think that this is a way, this is my speculation, I feel like this is a way of someone within the administration trying to calm or ease everyone's nerves, but also maybe even possibly trying to, in the future, clear himself of any possible wrongdoing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but, uh, and they're saying, look, remember, we're the, we were the good guys trying to prevent this madman from uh, doing something absolutely crazy. Don't hold us accountable for his actions. We're actually trying to restrain him. I'm gonna relate this to Game of Thrones in, in a little bit. But mm -hmm. before I, I do that, two things on Woodward. and. He's at this point fairly establishment, to say the least, right? And so people talk to Woodward if they're worried about something. So the Republicans are gonna go talk to Woodward if they wanna send a message. And the message that they're sending from inside the White House is help, help, SOS. You guys that are not inside the White House have no idea how deeply irrational, impetuous, and ineffective Donald Trump is and how mentally unstable he is. We can't say it publicly. And finally, after Woodward's book has become public, this guy comes out and goes, right, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I can't, if I out myself, I'll be fired, right? I don't wanna be fired, I wanna keep uh, control of the Mad King. But, uh, yeah. but at this point, I gotta let you know, the guy's lost his mind. We have got somebody in charge who has no mind at all. And that, that's what's coming through here. And last thing on Woodward is, remember he got famous during Watergate. They, him and Bernstein had the fa uh, famous um, deep throat source inside the Nixon White House. Mm -hmm. There's not one deep throat here. There's like dozens of deep throats. So many people inside the administration talked to Bob Woodward and were like, help, help. 
you, somebody get this guy out. You guys don't understand the severity of the problem. And I think part of it is a genuine concern about the direction the country is going in. But I think part of it is also the fact that Trump shows how unbelievably disloyal he is to everyone around him. Like he will shiz people, you know, at, at the slightest perception of wrongdoing, right? And so Trump's made a lot of enemies. And one of the things that I worry about, Cenk, is his base. Because Trump has already planted a seed of rigged elections, media is enemy of the people. And if the Mueller investigation goes forward in the way that we suspect it's going to go forward, I'm worried that his base is going to think that there was collusion against Trump and that things could get violent as a result of that. So mm -hmm. I don't know. We can have a longer conversation, but I do want to give you more of, of what this official wrote. Yeah, quick thing on the basis. Look, at some point, half of them are going to be embarrassed that it turns out they were following someone who had already lost his mind. Um, and just like happened with Nixon, you won't be able to find a Nixon voter. After Nixon got impeached, mm -hmm. they would do polls and they'll say, did you vote for Nixon? Now, even though he won and he won overwhelmingly, the polls would indicate that only a tiny percentage of the American people voted for him. <laughs> the reality is, of course they voted for him. They were just too embarrassed to say it. And yes, there'll be some people who will hold on for dear life and they'll watch InfoWars and they'll believe every conspiracy yep. and they'll think, no, he wasn't crazy. Everyone else inside the White House was crazy. And Q was gonna let us know about how the insane asylum had been let out and put into the White House against the wishes of Donald Trump, even though he picked them, right? And they'll yeah. have all these concerns, and that'll be a significant chunk of the country. But but probably a lot of people will say, well, I, 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 Trump, no, I didn't vote for him. I don't know who's Trump. Who's Trump? Yeah, I mean, to a lesser extent, that happened with George Bush as well. And by the way, yeah. I mean, as we go here, you got to understand, there was one other thing that we were right about. Tick, 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 tick. This is the Republicans going, pushing him out the door, going, you, don't, you guys don't get it. He's got to go. He's got to go. So let me give you more. Some of his aides, meaning some of Trump's aides, have been cast as villains by the media, but in private, they have gone to great lengths to keep bad decisions contained to the West Wing, though they are clearly not always successful. That's going to go to my Kingslayer theory in a minute. Okay, but there's more. Americans should know that there are adults in the room, and you know that's a, a, what I referenced earlier in the story. We fully recognize what is happening, and we are trying to do what's right, even when Donald Trump won't. And finally, given the instability many witnessed, there were early whispers within the cabinet of invoking the 25th Amendment, which would start a complex process for removing the president. But no one wanted to precipitate a constitutional crisis. So we will do what we can to steer the administration in the right direction until, one way or another, it's over. Gary, he's telling you, use the 25th Amendment. We're inside the building. The guy is insane. Use the 25th Amendment. That is when the cabinet gets together and says, uh, and there are a couple of different ways to do it, but mainly the cabinet can say the president is mentally disabled. Uh, we need to remove him from office using the 25th Amendment and, and put in the vice president. I think they're going to have to go to it. And, and so that's not me saying it. And I know a lot of people thought, oh, no, you guys are progressives. You're biased against them. Look, man, we're biased against all those conservatives, right? That's our perspective. I don't like John McCain. I don't think he lost his mind. I can't stand Marco Rubio, but I don't think Marco Rubio is crazy or stupid. You know, mm -hmm. Ted Cruz is a slime ball. That doesn't mean that that if he became president, we say, oh, now he's lost his mind. No, he's, he is who he is. 
This guy, we've been telling you from day one, he's monumentally, I mean, and now I'm actually feeling bad about calling him stupid about a billion times because he might be mentally damaged. I'm not, look, again, it's not me. It's a senior administration official yeah. saying, push the button, 25th Amendment. We got to think about it. And we, and we got to hang on for dear life inside the White House until it's over. Can he get any stronger than that? It's pretty incredible. And, and he, you know, he talks about how privately he shows a preference for autocrats and dictators. Uh, and, and he talks about John McCain and how he was honorable and put that last letter in saying, don't do partisanship. He's like, look, man, I'm a Republican, but this is not time for Republican uh, Democrat games. He said about McCain, Mr. Trump may fear such an honorable man, but we should revere them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Talking about how Trump is such a jerk that he fears honorable people. Okay. So tick, 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 tick. So finally, Kingslayer. Now, obviously, in this context, we don't mean literally, we mean politically. But it's possible that there is someone close to the king, a hand of the king, if you will, in the Game of Thrones analogy, who just takes out a political sword and goes, we're done with this because mm -hmm. he's the mad king. So who could it be? And, and I'm not saying that they're going to do it, uh, but if they were a real patriot, they would. Mm -hmm. And how would they do it? Because, again, we're talking about politics here, not, not physical stuff. So it can't be someone who's tangential. It can't even be someone that Trump is known to be fighting with a little bit. Like, so it can't even be his own chief of staff, John Kelly, uh, I don't think. I was think. thinking it was probably John Kelly. But yeah, but, but he'd just say, oh, he's deep state. I never liked him in the first one, the base deeply, deeply trust. Gary Cohn, maybe? No, nope, no way. Globe, they'll call him a globalist, uh, Goldman Sachs guy, etc. So the one person I thought of is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, Giraffe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a possibility. If she came out one day and said, uh, sorry guys, but I'm, I'm tendering my resignation. Uh, the 25th Amendment should be invoked. The president has lost his mind. I don't think it's her. Okay. I think that it would actually hurt her way more than help her. I mean, she's on the record on a regular basis defending him, defending the very thing. If she wrote this, defending the very things that she's speaking out against in this op-ed, right? No, but remember, anyone who wrote this op-ed is lying through their teeth publicly. Because when, because when asked, they're not, they don't raise their hand and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Donald Trump's lost his mind. You guys should use the 25th Amendment. They go, oh, no, Donald Trump is wonderful. What do you mean? Uh, of course, I fully support him. So I'm not saying this is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm not saying Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to do that. I'm not saying anybody inside the Trump White House is necessarily going to do that. But if, but if there was a truly honorable person in a position like that, now they, again, it can't be a rinky-dink person. People won't you know, act. But if it was somebody like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she actually could save the country. If she stepped up to that podium and said, the president has lost his mind, you should use the 25th <laughs> Amendment, that would have immediate, massive reverberations. And the Republicans, who are plenty angry at him already, now, especially with the dumb Southerner comment, mm -hmm. my God, he has lost so much support in the Senate and the House among Republicans that they might come out and go, that's it, we got to go. Sorry, 25th Amendment. So, or impeachment or whatever it takes. But that's where we are, guys. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 tick. We're near the end. I t he's now.
talking about Trump and the violence that happened today in New Zealand. 49 people were killed. Uh, it, it's just a horrific time in America. And we have to make it better again. We have to make it great again. It's going to take some time, even when Trump's out of office. Uh, hopefully that'll be very, very, very soon. We're going to have to take this world and just tear it down, take America and just tear it down and rebuild it, rebuild it to be a better, much better country. Maybe maybe having Trump in office is a good thing because maybe, America, uh, we will come closer together once he is out. We will know exactly what we do not want in that office. We want someone who's going to show his tax returns. We want someone who's going to be a president not for the racists and the haters and the right supremacists. We want one want a president who's going to care about all people. We don't want. We know we don't want a president who's a racist and a liar. This guy that told over. I, I'm thinking over a thousand lies, maybe two thousand lies, and counting. You know, I have a book out called Race to Save America, and it is a race to save America, and, and it's up to Americans to save their own country. But as I've said many times, I don't think America, Americans are up to the fight. Some of us are. Most of us are not. You know, we're about going to work every day, taking care of our families, children, and all that thing, paying bills. But if you don't fight for your country, you will not have any of that to do because Donald Trump and the Republicans – Lindsey Graham, these people are out to destroy this country. Make no bones about it. White ring radio hosts are out to destroy this country. Fox News is out to destroy this country. Radio fanatics on the right, they're out to destroy this country. They're out to take everything that away from you that you enjoy. You must fight for your country. Stop it with the uh, I don't want to fight or I don't have the nerve to fight or I'm too afraid to fight. You're going to have to fight for your country. And I'm not just talking about at the ballot box. I mean, we got some, we've got some Democrats in Washington who are uh, in Trump's ass. You may have your representative that uh, you may have voted for, he may be or she may be, you know, an ass kisser for Donald Trump. You don't know. You don't know because these people lie like they lie their asses off to get in office, lie their asses off to get your vote. And once they get your vote, screw you, forget you. I'm not going to do anything for you. I'm going to. Uh, majority of these representatives go into office. They go in the office broke. They don't have any money. They go in looking to get paid, looking to get bought off, looking for somebody to buy their vote, some guy uh, 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 or some company or some corporation to buy their vote. And screw you. And I've said many times on this show who to elect and who not to elect, not in terms of uh, Democrat or Republican, not in terms of what they say they're going to do or what they're not going to do. Make sure you read the vibes when you vote for people. Just because someone is say, just because someone who's running say if you vote for them, they're going to give you the world. They're not going to give you anything. They don't have anything to give you. Only thing they can do is vote the way you want to vote, or to vote the way they should vote on issues pertaining to you. They're not going to give you anything. They're going to be looking out for themselves. 
They're going to be looking out for no one but themselves. Believe me, you giving them a job. They get in it. They get in there. They get there. Uh, you know, uh, start voting the other way. Start uh, getting paid and bought off. Traitor to the country. There's nothing you can do because they don't care about you anymore. The only time they care about you is when they're going around begging for your vote. And once they get your vote, hey, fuck you. Uh, that's that's a harsh way of putting it, but it's true. You have to vet these people you vote for, especially elderly. Sometimes the elderly go out and vote blindly. I mean, majority of the elderly people are probably watching Fox News, getting indoct- getting indoctrinated. Excuse me, with those lies, total lies. I don't see how anybody can actually watch Fox News for. News or, or or information. If you're gonna watch Fox News, watch it for uh, <laughs> entertainment purposes because that's all it is. Propaganda station, uh, 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 cable station for Donald Trump. Watch it for us. Sean Hannity is a joke. Give me a break. Uh, what's her name? What's her face? Laura Ingram. She's a joke. All of these people are throwing lies out there, uh, trying to get you to see things their way, and a lot of elderly people fall for that crap. They go out and vote for <laughs> they start hating Dem- They start hating Democrats and liberals and go out and vote for a Republican who's going to take away their Social Security, their Medicare, their food stamps, all their health care, and they go out and vote for these, and they go out and vote for these idiots because they're listening to Fox News. And most of the hosts on Fox News, they're rich. They have money up their asses. They don't care anything about you. They want to see you drop dead. They don't want to see you go to the hospital, get get hospitalization. They don't want to see any of that. But they want you to vote for them. And you do. And then in the end, they take everything away from you. You wind up in the street. You wind up dead because you voted against your own interest. And a lot of elderly people do that. And there are a lot of elderly people who are smart, who say, no way, no how, not me. You know, but there are some who are just, I don't know. There's, people are just, some people, I'm not going to say all people, because I don't really like saying what I'm going to say. People are stupid. What can I say? People are stupid. People are uneducated. People are dumb. And they're proud to be like that. They don't think they're stupid. They don't think they're dumb. People are. People are stupid. People are ignorant. People aren't up on what's going on in their country. People to fight for because they're they are too afraid to fight. They rather they rather sit around the house, bitch, and argue with other relatives and to 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 actually look at the big picture of what's going on in America. They're walking around trying to look cute and wear tight pants and leggings all up in their butts, but they will not look at the big picture of what's going on in America. They will not listen. They, uh, a lot of them will turn their backs on it. Politics. Oh, I don't know anything about politics. I don't want to talk about politics. I'm not going to. I want to know who I'm going to be in bed with tonight. You know, people have to wake up. You have to wake up. 
Well, I don't know how to talk about politics. I don't know nothing about no politics. I don't know nothing about, I'm going out here and get me a pack of cigarettes. People have to wake the hell up. Donald Trump, this administration is no joke. It's no joke. Trump encourages violence from his supporters, and they are listening, and they are carrying it out. And people are turning their backs, pretending like it's not happening, pretending like they don't hear it, to go on and do something that's stupid, that's dumb, that's ignorant, instead of paying attention to what's going on in the world, paying attention to what's happening to your taxes, paying attention to at the money that is being taken out of your paycheck or your tax refund. You're not getting it anymore, even though situations in your life hasn't changed financially, but you, you get your tax return and you get your tax refund. And in some cases, you don't get a tax refund. You get a tax bill and you're saying, I never gotten a tax bill before. Pay attention to what's going on in your country. Pay attention. High prices at the store. Every time you go to the store, the grocery store, prices have risen on things that you've been buying for years. Doubled. They've tripled. You ever go to the uh, supermarket, uh, uh, Jewels or Dominic's or or some of these other uh, uh, stores, Treasure Island? You go to the cereal part uh, uh, aisle, the cereal aisle, and you see that the cereal, a lot of the cereal boxes are thinner than what they used to be. That means you're getting less cereal inside that box because it's thinner now. Remember when they used to be thick? Now they're thinner. And guess what? They cost more. It costs, You're paying, and that's what we're doing now. We're paying more for less just on just about everything. Pay attention to what's going on in your world so you can get out there and you can fight this kind of crap. You don't fight this. You don't uh, fight for what's right. You don't fight for your dignity or, or, or the First Amendment. If you don't fight, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose everything that you don't fight for. You have to fight for what you want. You have to fight for what you want to keep. If you don't fight for it, you're going to lose it. If you fight for it, you win. You win because you have the nerve to fight and you have evidence to back up what you're fighting for. Americans don't do that now. They 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 just say to hell with it. As long as they can keep, you know, eating macaroni and cheese, uh, uh they're okay. They're cool, you know. The hell with what's going on in Washington. The hell with what what's going on in, in, in your in your state where they're taking away your, your health care, suppressing your vote, uh cheating and lying. Get involved with your country. Get involved with what's going on in your country. I see too many people every day who just don't care, just don't give a damn, leave me alone, let me drink my wine. I see too many people like that. I admit some people, uh, uh, they don't have the fortitude or, or the know-how to fight or to get involved in things that's going to help themselves out and their country. I understand that everybody is not uh, geared toward that. 
their genes are not there. I understand it, but in some cases, you're going to have to fight for your country. You're going to have to fight for yourself. You're going to have to fight for your family. It, it, it's, just, it's just that simple. If you don't want to fight for your country, and I've heard some people, and there's a lot of people who actually still do not vote. They do not vote. It may be their religion telling them not to vote. It may be that they don't give a damn about who's in the office. They may feel that their vote does not count, but that's not true. That's not true. A lot of people will not vote. And I've said this a thousand times on the show. If you don't vote, you have no right to say anything about anything, and a lot of them don't. A lot of people don't vote because they don't want to vote. A lot of people don't vote because their religion tell them not to vote. A religion to me is nothing but a form of control. That's all it is. I mean, it's a form of controlling you. And people, there are some people who are dumb enough to let themselves be controlled. When you controlled, told when to sit, told what to read, told where to go, told how much money to put in the cough, this coffers, this is uh, control. Why would people let other people control their lives? Control your own life. To me, to me, when someone lets themselves be controlled, they're followers. You're not a leader if you let yourself be controlled. And the world needs leaders. Some people aren't built to lead. They're not, they're not, they don't have the capacity or the brain uh, functions to lead. So if you don't lead, well, what are you? You're a follower. The world needs leaders, people who are not afraid to say what they're going to say, people who are not afraid to stand up uh, to uh, violence, uh, violence against women, violence against children, violence against, against the elderly. We need people to stand up and fight. We don't need people that's going to be going, you know, dancing on stage and taking off their clothes. We need people who are going to get out there and help other people. We don't need people walking up and down the streets shaking their big butts, thinking that, you know, thinking something sexual or something. We need leaders out here. We need leaders. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and we do need leaders. There's no doubt about it. We need leaders who are not cowards, leaders who are not afraid to, to lead, leaders who will be uh, accountable to that they're leading. Because a lot of people out here, like I just said, a lot of people are not leaders. They're followers. And, and, and there's a lot of followers out here. And there's so many people out here who want, who are afraid to fight for themselves and they, they, they're looking for other people to fight for them. They know the wrong that is going on in this country. And they're looking for people to fight for them. They're followers. You know, and uh, we should have more leaders in the world than followers, but I think there's more followers than leaders, and uh, that's bad. And like I said before, I think some of the religions in the city of Ch- in Illinois and America, even around the world, some of these religions are just cults. They're looking for people to control. They're looking for people who are going to give them their money every Sunday or whenever, or at Sunday school or whatever. Write a check for that collection plate. The preacher needs a new jet, a new jet plane. 
All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's a sad day in, I think, in America, period, uh, around the world because of uh, because of what happened today. Uh, Forty-nine people were killed, gunned down in uh, New Zealand by a crazed gunman who mentioned Donald Trump. He was a Donald Trump supporter. This is why I keep saying uh, it's a dangerous time in, the, in America and in the world today. I mean, you can't even step out of the house. You might step out of the house. You, you may get your head blown off by a Donald Trump supporter because he encourages violence. There's no doubt about it, and there's no denying that. The man encouraged violence. There is no denying that. Anybody who denies that, they got their heads in the sand or up somebody's. Donald Trump encourages violence, and that's sad for the president of the United States, and he has no shame in doing it. He doesn't care. Those people who were killed, those Muslims who were killed in New Zealand, you can almost see a grin on his face when he's talking about how Horrendous it was. Him folding his arm, looking like like looking like he's gonna explode. The man is a five year old child, seventy three years old. Wow, and he looks sick. The he looks sick. He looks sick. He looks like he's gonna drop dead any minute. I know a lot of Americans are hoping so, <laughs> but seriously, he looks like he should be in a hospital. He may have cancer or something. He may have something. He looks like he's, and as I've said before, Trump looks as if he's on some sort of medication that's keeping him uh, upright, you know. You ever, you ever seen him standing at a podium? When he's standing at a podium, that podium is basically holding him up to keep him from falling or leaning over and falling. I do believe there's something wrong with Donald Trump physically, medically, health-wise. You can look at him and tell. He must have aged 10 years since since he's been president. It's all been so stressful, and I've always wondered how, how did he do it? How did he cope with all of this shit swirling around him, all of these, all of these, you know, all of this criminal crap and white supremacist and nationalist uh, BS swirling around him, being a traitor, being a criminal, being a racist, being a terrorist. How, how does he function with all of this, all these lawsuits? How does he function? Well, people say, well, George, he functions because he's a narcissist. They don't have feelings. They don't have empathy. They have nothing. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Oh, it's uh, daylight savings time. The days are starting to last longer, which is great. That means when I'm doing the show here and I'm looking out of my studio window here, it's going to be sunshine. It hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet, but I'm pretty sure it's coming to know that the days will be 
lasting a lot longer. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. Hey everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. We are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time. Schultz, the billionaire former CEO of Starbucks, has basically resulted to extortion in an attempt to get the Democratic Party to do exactly what he wants them to do. 
And in an interview published in the Washington Post this past Thursday, Schultz laid out his plan very clearly. He says, if the Democrats will just nominate a centrist, I won't blow up the 2020 presidential election. How about that, folks? I won't destroy everything and help reelect Donald Trump as long as Democrats nominate someone who's not going to raise my taxes. That is what Schultz is saying here. Now, here's the, the exact quote, the word for word here. I would reassess the situation if the numbers change as a result of a centrist Democrat winning the nomination. Now, Schultz claims in this interview that his internal polling shows that he is a, a strong contender, that he totally has a shot at winning the presidency, uh, which is funny because I'm wondering what polling data he's using, because what we see on the national scale right now is he has 4%. 4%. And yet he says his internal polling is, is totally so much better than that, but it would likely go down if a centrist Democrat were to get the nomination. Um, that's a lie. That is 100% not true. And Howard Schultz knows that. Howard Schultz, again, is trying to extort the Democratic Party, telling them to push out progressives, people who want the change that a majority of people in this country are clamoring for, all because he doesn't want to pay higher taxes. That is 100% what this is about, and that is the only reason why Howard Schultz is even considering running for president right now. Now, again, he still has not announced that he is officially running for president, but he has hired staffers, he's hired advisors, and he's got this whole little internal campaign going right now. But he has not yet officially said, I am running for president, I have filed the paperwork, let's do the damn thing. And that's good. What he's trying to do right now, because I don't believe this man actually wants to run for president, and I think he knows he has no shot, but he wants to try to use what little bit of sway he has to convince the Democrats to push out the progressives. You know, the people who say we, we're going to have Medicare for all. The people who say we're going to raise taxes on the wealthy. We're going to put a wealth tax in place. We're going to put a new marginal tax rate in place of 70 to 80%, maybe even higher. Who knows? And that's what terrifies Schultz. He does not want these progressive policies to become a reality in the United States, even though a majority of the public from both sides actually want these things to happen. See, here's my take on the whole thing. I don't think if Schultz ran, he would blow up the Democratic side. What Schultz is going to do, because let's face it, the guy's a moderate Republican, he's going to siphon votes away from Donald Trump. Now, I know he would get some Democratic votes. I understand that. But I believe he would draw more votes from the Republican side than he would from the Democratic side because we have seen how energized and happy the Democrats are with these new progressive politicians, the new progressive policies, and the leftward lurch of the overall political system that we're building right now. They like that. They don't like Howard Schultz's. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, they hate Donald Trump. Yeah, he's got a pretty high approval rating just among Republicans. But the whispers, the stirring, the people out there being interviewed saying, I can't believe I voted for this guy. I feel like I was tricked by the devil, was a quote from one former Trump supporter. They would be far more likely to support a Howard Schultz than they would to completely cross the aisle and go vote for a Democrat. And that is why I believe that Howard Schultz would end up drawing more votes off Trump, thereby helping the eventual Democratic nominee. But who knows? The bottom line is I don't want this guy to run for president at all. 
He is a jackass. He is a greedy multi-billionaire who only wants to preserve himself and his fortune. And that is why he wants to run for president. And that is why he should immediately be disqualified from ever seeking the office of the presidency. Thanks for watching, everybody. And don't forget, right, if you Trump like what you see here, like, right, comment, uh, share, enough, and subscribe enough, uh, to our off. channel. And now you can all also right, become a member of Ring of Fire and get exclusive right, early access to certain Ring of Fire videos all throughout the week. Just click on the little join button right below the video. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Finally found it, right? Okay. Trump vetoes resolution blocking his border wall emergency. He first used uh, his first use of that power. Trump loves power. He loves using power. I mean, uh, he's going to miss using power in a, in a little bit because he's going to be out of there. So Trump vetoes. Uh, everybody felt he was going to veto it. So he, it's that it, I, I'm, I'm assuming the veto of uh, his national emergency for building for national national emergency funds for building a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border is still going to happen because he's going to do it through executive order. He's going to go around Congress uh, uh, to try to get the money to steal our tax taxpayer money to do it. All right, President Donald Trump vetoed a congressional resolution Friday that. Uh, rescinded his national emergency declaration of the U.S.-Mexico border, wielding power uh, for the first time in his presidency to save a top priority for him. It's a top priority for him, no one else, for his mind, because he's crazy. Trump's veto came a day after a dozen Senate Republicans joined the Democrats uh, all Democrats in a rebuke of the president's declaration of a national emergency in February, this February, uh, February, past February, I'm sorry, to free up more than $6 billion for his long-promised wall along the southwest border. The president was flanked in the Oval Office by law enforcement officials and the families of people who have been the victims of crimes committed by immigrants in the country illegally. Bullshit. He described the resolution as a dangerous and uh, and reckless. I'm vetoing, vetoing. I'm quoting Trump here. I'm vetoing this resolution. Trump said Congress has the freedom to pass this resolution, and I have the duty to veto it. So it still looks bad for Donald Trump because a lot of the Republicans that he tried to get on board with this, they were not on board. They were against it. Now he's going after the going after it again. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said that she's going to uh, fight tooth and nail to keep Donald Trump from getting stealing taxpayer money to build an unnecessary wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. But Donald Trump, just because it's his signature uh, 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 issue or it's his top priority or he said this is what he's going to do, it doesn't mean that we want him to do that. It doesn't mean that uh, it should be done. It doesn't make it right. But now Donald Trump, but now Donald Trump is uh, he's going to try to he's going to steal the money, unless the Democrats somehow find a way to stop him from stealing uh, uh, taxpayer money to build a wall that he said a zillion times in Mexico was going to build. 
Okay, now they're talking about Trump uh, 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 threatening the American people with violence because they are majority of them are his critics. So he's uh, <laughs> he's threatening people. Um, yeah, he he threatened the American people. It was a threat. Trump makes a lot of threats. He makes a bunch of them. Uh, a lot of his threats that he makes, he doesn't. They don't really, really. Uh, he doesn't really go through with them. He just threats, just just to be making a threat. Uh, and this is what this is. But it was a threat that was against the American people, threatening our lives, threatening our livelihoods, because we're critics of him. Especially he's saying on the left, on the left. You know, so I've said this before. So he is uh, threatening American people. He's threatening his critics on the left. And uh, he means what he says. He does mean what he says. Uh, but his threats are, are just what are just that threats. As I've said many times before, if I or some other American Americans around the country made a threat against Donald Trump, a viable threat, there'll be secret service everywhere. But Donald Trump makes a threat, there's nothing. There's nothing. I don't know what's wrong with the American people. Just don't have the guts, the balls, the wherewithal to fight this man, to get this man out, to take him out because he's about to take us out. You know, it's war with Donald Trump. He's he's at war with us, and we elect these representatives to protect us. A lot of them are not because a lot of them are have turned uh, and supporting Trump secretly. Secretly. It's war. Donald Trump's biggest war is not with Korea, not with Russia, Putin, not with Iran or Iraq. His war is with his own people in his own country. That's his war. We're the ones he wants to see assassinated. We want to see, he, he wants to see dead. We're the ones he wants to take off the air because we're criticizing him. That's a shame. An American president. Yeah, we have lost a lot of standing in the world. We have sunk to we have sunk to the bottom of the sewer with Donald Trump. There's things and he has destroyed some parts of America as we know, and he wants to get the rest of it. Donald Trump is going down, he's going out, he knows he can't. He's not going to last much longer, and he's going to take America down with him, and Americans are standing around and letting him do it. I've said several times the military ought to turn their backs on him. The Secret Service ought to turn their backs on him. He screwed around with their pay. They should be pissed off. What is it? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, folks. We're about off. We're about just about off the air. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for listening. If you're not listening now, I know you're going to be listening later, and you're going to enjoy the show. Um, we will be back next week. We're I'm not a weekend guy, so <laughs> we're going to be off Saturday and Sunday. But we will be back Monday, and maybe all uh, all next week at six o'clock. Uh, 
to change a lot of that stuff because uh, it's it's misleading. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening and everything. We'll be back next week, folks, and I'm going to try and book some people to be on the show uh, to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah, we've lost ratings, <laughs> and I know why. Anyway, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful night. I will be out there in the dark uh, for a good reason, for a good cause. Um, I want everybody to uh, keep yourself safe. Uh, There's a lot of Donald Trump supporters out there, and they're not out there smiling. They're out there to do violence. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself safe. And I hope you join me tomorrow and the rest of the week, next week, on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks.
think I'm not dead. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.